Welcome to the reboot. Welcome to the first episode of the reboot. I am Monique Wingard of the Civic Tech Collective. We are in the studio at UI Labs today with Stephen Philpot, Managing Director of Colony 5. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Monique. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Great, great. Thank you for joining me today. Anytime. So before we get started, what I will be doing is giving a few headlines on what's new in Civic Tech, and then we'll go into a few events that you need to know about here in the city of Chicago. And we'll have a little bit of discussion with Steve. Steve or Steven? Steve is fine. Steven Steve is, is good. Steve. We're going to go with Steve today. Okay. Calling you Steve. Okay, so... First up in the news, are female founders being overlooked for choosing profit over social impact? A recent article in the Harvard Business Review takes a closer look at the possible reasons some women-owned businesses are being funded over others. Read more about that on civictechcollective.org or visit the Harvard Business Review for more information. According to Black Enterprise, every year about 12 million people are crammed into jails across the country, while 62% are kept in custody simply because they cannot afford to post bail. To aid in the effort to reform the system of cash bail and mass incarceration, Sean Jay-Z Carter's company, Rock Nation, invested in Promise, an app that is creating a cost-effective and more humane alternative to incarceration. Promise provides clients with financial assistance with bail costs along with other services to get people out of jail and keep them from going back. Thoughts on that? You seem interested. I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. You weren't going to say anything? I wasn't going to say anything. Really? Yeah, I can, can, see, I, can see, I can see the app pulling together money to help people get their bail okay. to get out. And, and for the app to, let's say... Figure out whether a person's crime is worthy of you paying their bail for them. Mm -hmm. But how's it going to keep them from going back? The questions that need answers. It just pops up and tells you, you get off the that. corner, mm -hmm. Pookie, or... Pookie, okay, come on. All right, so tweet that. We're going to send that. Send that question to Jay-Z about um, how's it gonna keep prevention. Up? I think it's going to, I mean, it's, it, it's, it always sounds it's good start. great in practice. I don't know if it's a good start. I don't, okay. I don't know if it's possible. Okay. Yeah, aggregating money to pay the bail is fine, but keeping them from going back, I don't know if that's possible. And then two, doesn't it really get rid of the like the crux of the correctional system to not want to go there because it's so much of a pain in the butt to get out because it's hard to get bail. If I can go to jail and know that I can, there's an app to get me out, what's the incentive for not being in trouble? So. More criticism. Yeah, more fine. criticism for Jay Z. So <laughs> you're actually taking me off course a little bit. So right. did you hear about Jay Z and Diddy actually are being criticized because they are thinking about creating their own Black Wall Street app? And I don't believe that's what it's called. I'm actually not sure, but I know that it is an app that they would like to use to. Um, put all of black businesses in one space for people to access them across the country so that you know where they're located. All three of them? So I guess it would be considered like an aggregation tool. And there's already quite a few people out there who have started or created an app like that. And so some of those people expressed 
their anger. Uh, why? So <laughs> and they're why? doing that. Because they feel like they've already worked hard and put a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and money into building this app. And then to, you know, people who have quite a bit of money come along who are probably going to be able to create the same thing, if not better, a lot faster. So the question is, why not put, why, why sh aren't they just using their money to fund one of the already existing apps? Why not fund somebody that's already in the game, already in the space, who's already been working hard? So What's there the, are Black Twitter, I guess apparently wasn't happy. So this is so I don't want to give my real answer because I don't want you to get in trouble. But I, I, this is where I think <laughs> the, the Black Twitter sphere gets it all wrong. Okay. Uh, so it's a capitalist system. It's the American commerce system. We might agree. Doggy dog. Um, if you got in this game and you're the biggest dog in this particular game, whatever the game is, then you can fight when there's a competitor that enters. But when you step in and you do something for the good of a culture or for some altruistic meaning, you didn't really create a platform to be globally competitive, you've opened your door to any competitor coming in and treating you like a little wimpy dog. So for all the little wimpy dogs that are out there that have their apps and are afraid because there's a gorilla stepping into the market, then shame on you, you are competitive from a business for the big giant gorilla that wants to step in and capture this market because there is some sort of revenue or high net revenue opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, God bless them too. But I don't know that there is a market there for this because the business rules behind the black dollar, this thing to bring all the dollars together. It's not the aggregation or the access to the businesses that's the issue. It's the behavior of people who shop with them and the behavior of people who have those businesses. One, uh, if I'm not spending my money with them, which 99% of the people don't, uh, then the app doesn't help. And if the service or product that is provided through um, a black business is traditionally thought of as substandard, that's not going to help drive people to it either. So. I don't know if it's a great business decision unless they're going to do something significantly different because they have more resources, mm -hmm. because they can truly research the market, connect more data points, uh, find more points of inference where they can provide value or connect uh, value linkages across uh, the culture, across economies, across those with resources or products or services that can be exchanged through this app to make the world a better place than I'd love to see that, but I don't think they're going to do anything different. They're just going to have, it's going to look like an album cover. Oh, goodness, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it, and no offense to the people who are already in the game. Do you use the other ones? I don't. So that, that's what I'm saying. So then there is no offense, but. But I, I respect anybody that is out there working hard to pursue their dreams and to build something of value. And so that's what I meant by no offense. So, um, <laughs> but too bad. <laughs> moving Don't along, be moving right along. But um, Google, Google that. If there's somebody out there listening that wants to know more about the controversy about Jay Z and Diddy getting into the tech game, get that new album. <laughs> then just check it out. And I once we get this posted, you can you know chime in, add your comments, your opinion about that situation. All right, final headline in civic tech today. According to the Plug Daily, which is one of my favorite newsletters, reimagine ATL. 
recently announced a $1.2 million expansion over the next three years. The Atlanta nonprofit trains youth from diverse backgrounds in digital storytelling and production. The mission of Reimagine ATL is to empower the next generation of storytellers by amplifying youth voices and engaging them to be change makers and storytellers for their communities. Again, for more information on that story, you can subscribe to The Plug Daily or visit theCivicTechCollective.org. Events you need to know about in the city of Chicago and Civic Tech. Meet the innovators making Chicago a smart city. An event sponsored by I'm Black in Tech on March 29th at 5.30 in the Merchandise Mart at 1871. On Tuesday, March 27th, Michelle Frisk, Chief of Technology for Chicago Public Library, will explore the role that technology plays in supporting and advancing the library's mission and the path. Colony 5 will be celebrating their one-year anniversary at Microsoft on March 29th, <laughs> starting at 5 p.m. or 5.30? Uh, 5 o'clock for CP at 5.30 <laughs> well, just ignore that first part, but if you know what that means, you know what it means. So, um, just be there. Microsoft, March 29th. The party is going until 9 p.m. At least 9 o'clock. Yes. Yep. And the cohort will be presenting again. So, if you missed our showcase on February 1st at Studio Xfinity, which was a great showcase. Yes, it was. A second chance. It won't be as... Glitzy or formal. Right. It'll be fun. But you'll at least get to learn more about a few of the companies in the cohort. And have a good time. Have a good time. We've come more, a long way since then. More so importantly. It'll be good to have people pitch. Yes, yes, to yes. So, Colony 5. Let's let's get into the discussion. We had our, it's uh, time for the crossfire. Thing today. We had our uh, <laughs> cohort get-together and curriculum development session. What was on the agenda? Uh, today was our first day back in two weeks, so we reconvened to talk about the restructuring of the organization to provide um, the big picture of what we're trying to do and showcase exactly what our cohort means to that big picture. Okay. So, yeah. And tell us more so, I know what Colony 5 is because I am actually part of the co of C518. C518. Right yes. Colony number one. Col colony number five, <laughs> C518 for Colony 5 2018. 2018. So for people who are listening and they're starting to see Colony 5 out there on Twitter, or Facebook or word of mouth. What is Colony 5 according to you? What is Colony 5? So part of our, our redefining our uh, image was to give that big picture plus the little stuff that we do. And so the, the, the big picture is that we are a venture partner to the companies that we develop and to the communities that we develop them for. So uh, in doing so, Colony 5 is one, a, a program that helps people interested in civic tech learn the tools and processes and people uh, that they need to engage to, to tinker and create tools and companies and other things that'll help the community through the application of technologies. And uh, then we become this hackathon manager where we take the best of the best across the city who are tinkerers in civic tech and help them develop prototypes and pitch decks and 
uh, software topologies for other people to develop out their product if they ever uh, were to become funded or have the resources for further development. And so the last piece that we are is a, uh, an organization to help um, accelerate the business growth by helping develop that business but bringing them closer, that business bringing them closer to funding. So um, what we have now is a cohort of nine companies who have gone through um, some facet of those phases and we're in the first phase of our cohort, our very first cohort to ever um, be in the position to be funded. And of which C518 uh, is the first cohort and you're one of the nine companies that will at the end of the day end up in a target corridor in some distressed area in America as punishment. No, as an example of how I was uh, just about to say I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to get beaten over the head. Yeah, my car I don't tires. Want a damper on that, but no, I, I am looking forward. Yeah. So, this, number one, the one thing we are is a company that's interested in the processes, tools, people, and passion that it takes to put a company back into a distressed area that's been forgotten, and we think we have the blueprint for that. Okay. That's the blueprint. So, along with seeing and hearing more about Colony Five, I've been seeing. The hashtag change in our lifetime. Been seeing that a lot. Tell me more about that. The inspiration behind the hashtag. Uh, so change in our lifetime came about because um, the short version is that some organizations, individuals, programs, governments seem to lack a general a, a general sense of urgency or um, compassion when it comes to the work that needs to be done in communities. And um, an indication of that is that in America or in most of our major cities, a lot of the social programs that have been run have been run for 40, 50 years and they haven't necessarily been run by the people in those communities that 40 or 50 years later now reflect the lack of anything ever being done. So when we talk about making change or providing impact for the communities, our target communities, we're not talking from the standpoint of creating a program that seems to work well. We're creating a program that will provide a change, significant change, significant impact, impact um, deliberate um, effect on a people before I die. Because if we go, the, if we keep going the route that we have been going to say, uh, we want to improve this community by um, and without any particular benchmark or time on target or expectation of what the level of change will be, we're never going to make that change. So we want to be that significant and deliberate organization that can push forward this type of model and see what happens within three years, two years, five years, a hundred years. Okay. So March 29th is the celebration of the first year of Colony 5. What challenges have you run into so far? in this first year. And I understand this is not your first experience with it's something. It's my first rodeo. First, not your first rodeo, no. but it is with Colony 5. Mm -hmm. So what challenges? Um, I think the biggest challenge that we have is that Colony 5 is a year old. It's just a baby. And the expectations are really high for what we do. We're a year old organization that has the strategic partnerships of like a, a 200-year-old stalwartly corporation, mm -hmm. which is great. But uh, so, you know, where we have partnerships with World Business Chicago, UI Labs, uh, 
City Tech, Collaborative, and uh, many, many others. Greater Inglewood Development Corporation, um, uh, Chatham Business Association, a number of folks. Uh, we still have to have the activation of the people at the grassroots level to prove out the, the premise that we have a number of tech-enabled entrepreneurs in our neighborhood. We have entrepreneurs who want to produce in the neighborhood, and we have entrepreneurs that have invested in our good investments for not just our neighborhood, but as a portfolio. As elements of a portfolio so uh, the conversations that we have so the hard part the problem I'm trying to get to is that the hard part is that we have to tell folks that hey we aren't this huge investment organization that's coming in to save the day but we have the approach and the, the people and the passion make it work and then the other side is for the people who do have the resources and dollars and what they believe is the passion we have to have a cogent discussion about what those organizations have lacked and what we need to to bridge the gap in economic development to bridge to begin to bridge the gap in mindset and that you know you're downtown Chicago um, you should feel that it's no different than the south side of Chicago and so there should be some economic uh, parity there should be equality in terms of how I think of successful development because if, if we are uh, for example, a world business Chicago, we should not believe that we have been successful in the development of the South Side, although that is what we tell the world because we have reduced crime by 10% or we have built a new park. Well, that's not success. And so a one-year-old company shouldn't be able to have those conversations, but we do. So that those are the two hardest things right now is to kind of um, go against what traditional expectations are uh, to get our message across and to get the momentum that we need to really prove out that this works. That's that's the hard part. The, the easy part is really engaging people to be a part of it. Whether they are the people with the resources or they are the folks from the neighborhood, everybody's kind of curious and wants to um, wants to touch Colony 5 in some way, shape, or form. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Okay. And even with those challenges, what What's coming up for the cohort, like in the midst of all of that, the good, and I don't want to call it the bad, but the challenges, amongst the challenges and the good things that are coming about for the cohort, what's what's next? Well, the, the, the good things are uh, we just completed a partnership with SCORE, um, the organization of um, retired professionals that provide their time, volunteer time, to help small businesses grow and understand the, the, the challenges and requirements they need to consider in developing a business, but we just uh, partner with them to develop a curriculum that will enhance their ability to identify technologies that small businesses should consider in developing their businesses and also to provide Colony 5 and our businesses a certification for our business plans so that they all kind of have all of the nuts and bolts that we need to make sure those plans are um, technically correct, but they are also feasible in terms of us being able to execute on them. So that's a great partnership that gives the cohort some value. And then our cohort members individually, just um, the Civic Tech Collective, yours, uh, you are everywhere uh, representing Colony 5, representing women, representing uh, the different components of Civic Tech as a speaker, as a subject matter expert, presenter. So that, that's a big deal to, to me, in fact, when, when you 
get to do all this stuff and now you're in demand to do it so that's very cool too and then um, a couple of our other cohort members are being considered for all sorts of interesting and repeatable um, projects where we can bring some value to our communities through technology even before we're launched. Remember, this is an 18-month long accelerator cohort, the period we're in right now. And most people wouldn't expect us to raise our heads again until around September of 2019. But every month we have the examples of uh, people really wanting Colony 5 to succeed by lifting up our individual cohort members and um, Colony 5 itself. So that's, that's kind of the good stuff. That's what I see okay. uh, in the past few months, but the good and the bad. And you mentioned this is an 18 month process. Mm -hmm. So where do you hope to be with C518, which is the first cohort of Colony 5? Where do you hope to be at the end of the 18 month process? Um, full disclosure, Colony 5 is a parent company of kind of all these companies That's in one way, good. shape, or yeah. And I have my own horse in the race. Mm -hmm. uh, Pasco is my company. And so at the 18 month mark, I want to see my company being used as a tool to get the world to invest in the new types of companies like the C518 examples. Uh, so I want to see my company um, be publicly available to people to invest in the Inglewoods, the South Sides, the Oaklands, and Clevelands of the world. That's one. And then I want um, the C518 Catalyst uh, project, which is basically showing people in the neighborhood, hey, you can do this, I'm here. And then showing the world, hey, look where we are. And I'm still making, you know, a million and a half dollars in revenue that I'm bringing in to increase the tax base. I want to show the world this example through um, C518 and at the end of this 18-month period. And that's just the beginning. After the 18-month 18, 18 span is done, I think that each company that is a cohort member of Colony 5, every member of C518 will do something significantly or uniquely surprising. It, I think each company will do something as um, unexpected as Michael's first dunk or Oprah's first really good interview. I think that we'll be able to, to bring something to the table, a level of originality to business development that just wasn't there before. I would have to agree. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, not at all biased, but yes. <laughs> okay, any advice um, for people who are interested in not just Colony 5, but in being a leader in the civic tech space? Um, are there any career opportunities that you see um, related to civic technology, I guess? I think the people that want to be in the civic tech space, they should... Um they should quit. They should do something else. They should learn to make what? pies or juggle or something. Uh, so civic tech is like this squishy little thing and you don't know where you want to fit in, but it's new enough that you can say you're in it and somebody, you know, you capture somebody's attention. But if you're truly going to be in civic tech from where it is now, from where it was 10 years ago, which was just, hey, tools are available for cities to use, to now, hey, there are people using tools and activating their their dreams in that way. If you want to do that, then you got to lead with um, what it is that you plan to do, not the type of technology you want to use, but what, what can I do to help this community 
and is there a technology now that I can use? I think those people start to look at the things you want to do. The second thing is to partner with organizations that give you some sort of exponential increase in resources. So if you're a woman interested in helping STEM, then find a STEM-driven organization, whether it's girls, boys, I said women, as if STEM is automatically related to women, but you're involved in how many, girls. Yeah, at least, girls. yeah, at least a couple, and you produce a couple events, I'm just overwhelmed, I guess, with women in STEM lately. Um, but there are a number of really good programs that exist today that can be connected to um, overlap some of what they do, but bring in some of the new capabilities and create new value linkages that those organizations wouldn't really have. And if you are someone who wants to get into the, the world of civic tech, uh, that type of organization can give you a leg up on uh, where to reach for jobs or uh, look for developing your capabilities and things like that. And then the last piece is um, a big, a great resource for um, to keep up to date on Civic Tech, of course, is the Civic Tech Collective. So you don't have to try to go to all the different little um, assets that are available online. Um, if you want to, you've been dying to talk to a particular person who is in Civic Tech and you want to know what their, their mindset is on a particular topic, it'd be easier for you to reach out to Civic Tech Collective and have you have that person as a guest than it is for someone to try to give me a call directly to have me answer that question. So, yeah, you're a huge resource and everybody knows that. And Thanks for the free poem. Keep up with it. Not free. Any resources you want to share? Um, other than, well, Civic Tech Collective is Civic one. Is one for sure. Um, uh, you gotta give me a. Well, any resources you would like to share with someone who is trying to figure out where they fit in? Because you said that it's often that's often the task. Is that somebody they knows that they want to explore being in the Civic Tech space, but not knowing where they fit in? So how do you figure that out? That's uh, a resource. I don't, I don't, just Civic Tech Collective, really, because it's, well, the only reason I say I that, appreciate it. Yeah, well, you have, you have the spectrum. You have the whole ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. If I am, and if I'm coming into Civic Tech as a, I don't know, an urban planner, mm -hmm. then maybe I know to look for Civic Tech and urban planning. But if I'm just, hey, I want to do something in Civic Tech because this thing is about social good and use technology, two things I really like, I will be lost, completely lost. But over time, spending some quality reading time with the Civic Tech Collective and staying abreast of your events and maybe attending the right events, I'll learn where my, my um, niche is and it'll make it easier for me. But it's Civic Tech is huge. Like I said, don't get into it if you if you just think you just you want to feel good about yourself, go go get a puppy and teach it to Or if the money's gonna juggle. If you if you think the money's gonna fall out of the sky. Yeah, the money certainly does not fall out of the sky. <laughs> in, in, in any area. Hardly ever rains. <laughs> <laughs> in southern Chicago. Okay, well to <clears throat> wrap up today's discussion, I mentioned earlier that I run into people all the time who either think they know what civic technology is or they just outright admit that they do not know what civic technology is. And I also have found that there are many definitions of that. What is your definition of civic tech? No pressure. None. <laughs> Excuse me. None at all. Um, let me see. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So in my opinion, civic tech is the application of tools, technology, passion, and people to effect a change within a social network, a social order, a physical social order. That works. That's close. There's, I, I'm not, I'm not here to. That's gonna you, be funny. To give you a grade on your answer, I'm just curious to see how many different answers, which I'm sure I will. I think that's what it is. In, in my opinion, I think it's the use, the actual application of tools by people and having some passion to do it. Don't just do it at some job. Like I gotta go, gotta go teach kids how to learn a computer today. <laughs> Please don't do that. Don't get off to fire. <laughs> Please don't be that person. I'm going drinking at five thirty though. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I hate my job. Oh, please don't do that. Kids if you're computers. listening, if you are that person, find another job, please. Please. Okay, well, Steve, thank you for joining me you're today welcome. on the first episode of The Reboot. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was good to be here. I love this. I wonder if we are going to use the video, but all right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here and having me. Yes, no problem. Yep. Alrighty. For more information, visit the Civic Tech Collective.org. Actually, it's Civic. It's Civic Tech Collective.org. There is no no the. Um, I attended the Ohio the State University, so I um, <laughs> I like the word the. It just adds a, a new level of distinction. Uh, 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 uh. No idea is original, there's nothing new under the sun It's never what you do but how it's done What you base your happiness around Material women and large paper That means you inferior, not major No idea is original, there's nothing new under the sun It's never what you do but how it's done What you base your happiness around Welcome to The Reboot